it almost becomes if the recording goes bad, like if you realize you've been recording the whole time, you almost just go full tilt primal. There's nothing. It, it's so weird. It's such a yin and yang thing. Like we got the shiny magic box in front of us where we can look up whatever we want and do whatever we want. <laughs> we're in the fucking future. We're 2001 Space Odyssey right now. We're looking at each other, having a conversation. All right? And yet, as soon as the thing goes bad, it's like, it's not working! It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it just goes that. It's just... Well, that's what happens. It's just, it's just your primal rage comes out. I don't know what it is. It's about technology. There's something about, like... The computer, you know, vehicles, anything that's, like, from the future, technically, also can bring out the past all at the same time. And it it could do it on, like, a dime. I mean, it it could turn (laughs) primal and brutal, and you can go rampaging in seconds. You know what I mean? Isn't that the weirdest thing, though? It's just, like, it's just a constant reminder that we're in the future, and yet, the second it goes out, we're just restored back to... I mean, the second... The second, like, the bombs go off or, like, you know, the apocalypse happens and we all lose, you know, all of our cell phones go out and whatever, I guarantee you everybody in unison is just going to go full ape. Just full primal. Just, like, smashing it against the ground. Just, like, fucking throwing shit at each other. You know, just, like, running across, like, the pavement, like, on all four. It's just, it's, it, it'll take, you know, all these years of evolution will just go away in a second. Or, like, that shit, like, it's, like, it's sometimes the weird random shit, like, you can't really pin on. Like, all right, there's the, there's the obvious stuff, like, a, a chimp does. He does the strut, stands on its hind legs, and just, like, pats its chest. It's like, oh, rah, rah, you know, just that kind of shit. Like, uh-huh. okay, he's challenging you or whatever. But then there's the shit where it starts just running in circles and kind of, like, running backwards. It's fucking throwing leaves up. Like, oh, shit, I can't read what's going on here. <laughs> it's like doing the mating call from George the Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for that tree. You know, I really wish Brendan Fraser would have made more of those movies. I know there's like a sequel to that movie that doesn't have Brendan Fraser in it, but I feel like that's probably better left on the VHS rent a lot. You know, it's one of those things. I remember liking that movie as a kid. I don't know how it would hold up now. I remember as a kid, I enjoyed it. Are you talking um, about the, you're talking about the first one, not the mysterious sequel. Yeah, the sequel, one well, of the straight-to-DVD sequel that I don't think anybody saw. <laughs> I have and, never met somebody who's seen that. That's a, that's a rare breed out there. You're like, you've seen the George of the Jungle 2 sequel. Yes, yes, I have. You know, I found it one day at a lone VHS store. I think it's still there to this day. Is the store open? I don't know, but... It's like a lost tomb. Something Laura Croft should go after. I'm Clint Eastwood. Why would I rent that? (laughs) One time, my son Scott said, Dad, I want to rent a movie. And lo and behold, he's got George the Jungle 2 in his primate hands. (laughs) (laughs) Look what I say. Well, because he probably. Scott Eastwood's probably about the exact same age as us, maybe like two years older, which is weird to think, but. I'll look at someone one or two years older than me. And I don't feel like I'm in the, like, I remember what kind of tripped me out is when I found out I'm the same age as Scarlett Johansson. Like she's about maybe a few months older than me or something like that. And that was one of those things. Cause every so often you'll just look at somebody and they don't look old and you know, they look young, but they're not like you young. 
Uh-huh. So the pet was the second. You're kind of. Does that, you get <laughs> what I'm saying? They don't got like a Pokemon sense? t-shirt on or something to like solidify like their age range or group. You know what I mean? If Scott Eastwood is walking around with like, you know, remember like maybe like a, an N64 t-shirt on, maybe be like, oh, okay, I, I see what age he is. It's like I can tell. But if he's just dressed like a regular man, then it's like, I, I don't know. Maybe he's just an adult. That's all I know. Well, roughly nearly all my shirts either have a band on it, maybe like, maybe like, uh, actually, you know what? I have four more Cowboy Bebop t-shirts than I thought I'd ever have. <laughs> and beyond that, maybe a Nintendo t-shirt, and then beyond that, just a bunch of flannels and button-ups, some without flannel. So it's one of those things where if I just see, I don't know, every so often you'll see someone around the same age as yourself and you don't realize, oh yeah, that just for whatever reason, I, I still don't have trouble knowing I'm 31. Yeah, it happens. Well, before we go any farther, I want to say, George of the Jungle is fucking always amazing, and it holds up super well. <laughs> I felt that was a definite I had to say that, because that movie is so good. But maybe it's just one of those, like, that might be a perfect example of a generational thing. Just, like, George the Jungle, I watched that, like, a bunch. Like, when that movie came out, I mean, also, like, my cousin technically worked on that film, too. So it was, like, I remember seeing, like, merchandise from it. So it probably only added to the magic of George of the Jungle, but, like... That's just a fun, funny movie with great jokes in it. Like, one of those, like, Brendan Fraser classics, you know? I mean, like, that was, like, his prime time. I know some people be like, that's not his prime time. All four of them? Well, that, The Mummy, Airheads. Um, I got got more. I got more. I I know it'll come to me. (laughs) Three. Mummy Returns? Yeah, Mummy Returns. I I count two (laughs) mummies there. Um, Bedazzled, we'll call it. Yeah, Bedazzled, that's a good one. Um... Shit, of uh, Encino Man. He's got a cameo in Son in Law. I don't know that, that that doesn't count. All right, all right. Um, shit, I, he's he's got a good handful of movies there. Oh no, here's a really good one. Um, Blast from the Past. That's an amazing one. There was that period. He's he's that period where he just like had a lot of comedies in the '90s, and then he just let me try action and just for whatever reason people can even like in whatchamacallit, even in the Mummy, people still like even though they like that movie. They had trouble taking them super seriously for whatever reason. Well, because you know what Ben, or not Ben Affleck, but you know what um, Brendan Fraser is, though? He's kind of like the goofy Brad Pitt, if you really think about it. Because he's a good-looking guy. You know, he's jacked and ripped and everything like that. But he's just kind of got the goofy, you know, face and jokes kind of. It, it's one of those weird ones. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like maybe if he would have started off in action the whole time and never did comedy, he could have, like, maybe just went down a completely different path. But since he kind of was in comedy right off the bat, you know, I think he kind of became the goofy pretty boy. Do you? Um, I don't even remember what the movie was called. I remember just catching the last ten minutes of it. And it was one of those things where it was some really intense drama. And it was one of the... It was just... I'm not going to lie. Every so often you come across one of those dramas that's trying to be so intense and try and be so heavy. It just kind of comes back being funny. Yeah, I love those ones. <laughs> Well, this was a Brendan Fraser one, and I don't know how big of his part... I mean, this scene, the last ten minutes of this movie are his, essentially. I don't know how much of the rest of the movie he's in. But he's... I guess he's a drug addict or something with a troll pass, and he's pointing a gun at his father, who is ridiculously rich. And he has his young, hot wife there, and then there's some other people in the room. He's like, do you realize what you did to me? What you did to my life? What you did to our family? Just going on. And, you know, he's just really chewing up the scenery. Like, I'm a drug addict. I had dreams. I had hope. 
Tunes. I was in Looney Tunes back in action, and this is what it got me, you know? And then, at some point, I started busting up laughing, because this is a fucked up thing, but it was just so forced. It's just like, oh no, we gotta break, r- roll on the sad train, <laughs> and just let it keep on going. You think it's about to stop, it just keeps on fucking going. He's like, our mom, my mother killed herself. Because of you! I remember I was ten, and I walked in on you, eating out our ner- like you're- like you're- our maid, or some bullshit like that. <laughs> he says, do you remember what you said to me? I'm not making this up, by the way. I'm just- I'm going off memory. So just going like, it pops up Oscar scene. <laughs> this is what they were shooting like, for. That's what he was aiming for. He says- you told me you were giving him a, her an oral vaginal exam. Just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and then somebody, I don't remember who, but he ends up getting shot credits. Oh, oh there you go. I, I like shot and credits. My, I want to say my kind of ending right like, there. I want to see the cops roll in like, oh, yeah, this is an, we've been laughing at this guy for a while or some bullshit like that. And the dad looks a little kind of like, oh, man, maybe I'm not such a good dad. Credits. <laughs> Maybe I'm not such a good dad. No, stop rolling those credits. I, I could change, damn it. Damn, no, it's fading. No. <laughs> Just goes to like some kind of sad. What year is this movie? Oh, this was Jesus. 2000s. This was, this was 2000s. This was like around like probably because there's that period where Looney Tunes back in action. I think that was the last time we saw him in a big movie with like as the main character. Then he went. So, then he went to CG Land. From that point on, he got sucked into like the Matrix. He went to CG Land, or is he? Or he's playing supporting roles. Um, yeah, this had to be like somewhere like in the two thousands, like maybe two thousand five or somewhere from two thousand, somewhere in like two thousand five to two thousand ten, maybe. Oh, okay, so a little bit later, but just one of those things. You just never know how those go through life and so on. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure he's getting work here and there. I mean, if you look up his IMDb, like, oh, look, he was an episode of CSI. Yeah, well, exactly. Plus, you know, no matter what, you're going to get that Georgia Jungle, like, royalty check come in the mail <laughs> every three months. Uh, that was, like, one of those things where there was a time when a movie based off something I knew was coming out, and I would want to see it just because it was something I knew. knew even if I wasn't a huge fan of it, I just wanted to see it because I was curious to see the adaptation of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... Now we get that so often, it's like, oh yeah, big deal, whatever. Like, things I like, I'm not even sometimes that excited. Like, things I like when they get a movie, I'm not even all that excited for it now. But, um, I remember that one, I guess that was like the first, that was like the, like our parents, when they started making their shit they grew up on. And they're like, oh, look, this. And now they're past the point, like, oh, we've seen that shit, we don't care anymore. Yeah, well, because that was the time period they had, like, the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie came out. They had the Dudley Do-Right they had, oh, there we go. There's, this, a, there's another. <laughs> no, right, do we want to put that on list of? Do we want to put that on list of like the good ones? I uh, that, that's one of those ones I haven't seen in a long time. I liked it when I was a kid, but then I also liked a lot of Dudley Do Right and all those like cartoons, anyways. Like the, because like what was the company that put all those ones together? Because the George the Jungle, Dudley Do Right, Rocky and Bullwinkle, well, it was all the same. That was all like the same block. Well, that was like that. That's. I, I don't remember the name of the guys, but they're all the same animation team. But um, I remember, um, I remember, George of the Jungle was a Disney production. I don't know if Dudley Do Right was Rocky and Bullwinkle. Was I, I think um, 
George's Jungles, the Hollywood picture, is no different than Mario Brothers and um, Son-in-Law and Encino Man. I could have sworn that one was Disney. Maybe it's straight. Maybe it's straight Disney. I was thinking that might have been like the very end of like the Hollywood picture section. Remember, whenever I think Hollywood pictures, first thing comes to mind is Super Mario Brothers. Movie. Oh yeah, and after that, like The Rock, Sixth Sense, Son-in-Law, Man. just weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually there there's a good like 10 years of that company that like they actually had a lot of great pictures they're just i mean yeah it's one of those things where i don't know when i was a kid like people say disney makes r-rated movies like no they don't like yeah that that what was it um yeah pulp fiction and clerks those are technically Disney movies. It's so weird to say. I mean, like, that. they're not made by Disney, but they just happen to have, like, once they finally go into Miramax, then they're partially touched by the mouse. And that being said, Disney has my favorite movie ever made, so. Two of them. Clerks and Pulp Fiction. Two of them. Yep. Shit. That's true. That's true. And Encino yeah. Man. <laughs> well, I'm not going to put that one, you know. <laughs> not, not, the, not the Pulp Fiction Clerks category. But, no, not, no. but hey, welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. Yeah, 14-minute intro or something like that. <laughs> Big fatty intro with Ryan Dunnigan, just in case anybody was wondering oh, who that yeah, cat my was. name. That's my name, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, good old Brendan Fraser taking us back to the olden days. You know what's kind of weird is I was actually watching, this has nothing to do with Brendan Fraser, but for some reason when you said The Rock, it reminded me. It, it all kind of comes in like a sequence. Is I went through like a Bad Boys marathon because I was like, you know what, I haven't watched these in forever. And I, I wouldn't mind sitting down and watching both of them. And it's really amazing though. It's like, you know where you were when you watched Bad Boys, especially Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2 was like one of those... It's it's that movie that people don't bring up as much as they used to be, but that was such a huge must-have movie of that early 2000s DVD, two-disc, with the big fatty special features. I mean, it's like in the category of having Matrix, Gladiator, you know, Spider-Man, you know, those the big... shiny cardboard case. Yeah, because it had the shiny cardboard. That's right, because I, I still have the overslip that went over That's you know how it was legit. That's you know you was from for some serious shit. You know what I mean? And just, like, that magic of it. But, like, I don't know what it is. Like, when I watch that movie, it's like I literally get flashbacks to where I was watching that movie in, like, 2000. What, it come out? One or two? It had to come out 2003 or four. Yeah, maybe that's what it was, because it does. It, it references 9-11, so you know it. That tells you where it is at. I got a Bad Boys 2 kind of story. Um, I remember I was visiting my cousin one point, And at the time, he was married to this one lady. Or he, it was, they were there, boyfriend, girlfriend. And uh, I had... I, I like They're like, let's go see Bad Let's rent Bad Boys 2. I'm like, you know what? I want that movie already. So I'm just going to buy it and we'll watch it. Like, okay. So I bring it over. We watch it. At some point, we leave to go get food and we come back. They have a daughter. And the daughter just had the case of it, the, the cardboard slip-out case, and was gnawing it, so all the sides are soaked with spit, and it's just, you know... Just like an, an, just like an animal brand. going at it. Pretty much, yeah. And, <laughs> and and I was just like, I didn't make a big thing of it or anything, but I, like, like, the older cousin was like, my older cousin, was, he was like, he says, what the fuck, why'd you let her play with that? Like, oh, it's just the slip, it's not a big deal, it's like she's playing with the movie. <laughs> This is like, the well, part where, like, got... if it's a movie, it just cuts to you later driving fucking home. You're like, she had to turn the fucking case! She had to chew out the goddamn fucking case! Just slamming the fucking, like, dashboard. <laughs> just, like, hard cut from that moment. Like, oh, it's okay. That's fine, honey. 
Oh, it's like a Pulp Fiction reference. Like, out of all the fucking things she could have forgot, she forgot the goddamn fucking watch. That's my favorite thing. It's like, you have any idea how fucking stupid you are? Breaks the TV. It's not your fault. (laughs) (laughs) That's like one of my favorite scenes in any movie. um, No, but I'm just like, I'm not like sitting there like brooding or all angry about it or anything but i'm like oh, okay i just i was just like one of those things like because you know we're movie buffs you want our shit looking nice and i yeah. just got this thing and it was just brand new it was only out for like three days probably 25 dollars at that time period oh yeah it was 25 dollars at that time period when you make six dollars an hour yeah so and like you know so that you know i know it's just a cardboard slip out case but the thing was just all damaged from this little girl sucking on it the whole time and um I gotta say this. They eventually got married and they're divorced. And I'm fucking happy. It was karma. It came back around. No more Christmases with her. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's just like when Bruce Willis gets home and the toaster goes off. You know what I mean? It just gave him just that much of a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But... Boy, Bad Boys is one of those movies, though, both of them, too. It's just, like, they are so fucking good. Like, they are just, like, pure, perfect action movies. Yeah, I did remember, I mean, I, I, I love both those movies, but I remember hating the villain so much for the second one. I mean, the villain in the first one's not likable. He's a little more threatening. The second one, he's like, I am a Cuban villain drug dealer. You know, just yelling the whole time. Like, he never actually just talks. Uh huh. Yeah, he's always angry, and he's always like, you know, spending money on something or telling his grandma or mother to do something, you know, something else. No one comes. What was the line? Like, no one comes in here, attacks my home, my family, all my money. Who <laughs> shoots the guy in the head? He's like, you can't play though. He's like, hey, mama, he killed himself. Okay, I talk to his mother. Bye bye. It's <laughs> uh, like, oh, I always liked him. You know, I always liked Enrico or whatever his name was. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the part where they're like we're like that was also the thing where it started i think that's where michael bay maybe i'm wrong here i think it's the thing where michael bay started doing the 360 like in every action movie he does he eventually does the thing where it is a 360 if there's a shootout or something like that around the whole fight scene well it's funny because when i was watching those movies you could kind of watch the progression like and that that michael or in bad boys 2 has a lot the rotating camera was just as big as can be and I kind of started thinking about it because, you know, there's a couple directors that are all in about that similar category. And it sounds weird to say it, but it's like, you know, Tony Scott and Michael Bay make very similar looking movies. You know, what I mean, maybe not like script wise, but like the, they both had like they both were going after that same kind of design. But when I when I was really watching Bad Boys on like that, I was like, you know what Michael Bay was really doing? He's aping um, uh, John Woo a lot. And then John Woo comes in and starts doing the Michael Bay thing as time goes on, too. It's kind of weird how they all meshed together those those kind of directors you know what i mean trading plate it's almost the trading places of filmmakers well they just sort of like it's that very like highly stylized action you know very flashy you know quick editing you know the camera always has sort of like movement in it because tony scott did a lot of that kind of stuff too it's like there, there was a lot of almost like experimental tony scott movies in the early 2000s just the way he decided to like shoot them perfect example is that um not Natalie Portman, but um, Kira Knightley movie. Uh, fucking great film. Assignment? No. Not the assignment? Not the assignment. Assassin? Domino? Domino, that's the one. 
Thank you, Laura. That that that's an amazing movie, but that's like super experimental though. You know what I mean when you watch it? That'd be a great retrospect to do at some point. I kinda of forgot about that film. I've never actually never seen that one. You never seen it? Oh shit, I'll have to no? get you I'll have to get you a copy of it because it is just badass. I would I put it up in like top five Tony Scott movies. That's how good it is. Is that the one where Mickey Rourke is training her to be how to be an assassin? Yep, that's the one. But okay. um but they all kind of have, you know, that sort of feel. Same like Michael Bay. I feel like it kind of, <laughs> bless you, comes from like, uh, that. it comes from like the John Woo stuff, especially at Bad Boys. Because, you know, there, there's like whole times of, you know, Will Smith running around with two guns and, you know, slow motion diving and shooting. And I don't know why. I guess I just didn't put two and two together like till about now. Or maybe I did and just forgot and then it kind of came back to me. You know how that kind of goes in movies, you know, when you haven't seen well, them in a while. There's that period from, like, mid-90s and on where everyone's doing, like, the sideways guns. Like, it's not just your whole... Not only single-hand gun, which a lot of people who shoot tell you that's not the way to do it, but then two guns (laughs) diagonally. Yeah. Like Dante style from, like, Del May Cry. And diving, shooting, like that. So there's that period where that, that was just, like, in every action movie. Even Matrix had that. I mean, not just, obviously, two guns shooting, but I mean the diagonal thing. Yeah, you know, there was just like, it's just the stylish action, you know, and the thing too is I was watching a couple of movies, because I watched, you know, when Mission Possible came out, I was watching Mission Possible 2 again, of course, so there's a John Woo movie, and then I oddly watched Pay- Paycheck with Ben Affleck, that I hadn't seen in a long time, I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot that was a John Woo movie too, you know, That's and you just yeah, but it has, like, it almost feels like that movie right there is a perfect example. It feels like a Michael Bay movie. And I don't mean that, like, a bad way, because I know Michael Bay is always associated with mostly negativity. But really, at the end of the day, if you if you minus out Transformers, like, Michael Bay's movies are really all, like, close to being, like, not, I'm going to say not say perfect, but they're, like, all fantastic movies in general for the most part. You know what I mean? I think the thing is he's just known to be a guy who's style over substance. And once he did Transformers, he just doubled down on that. And I think a lot of people were just, um, I, I don't know, I think they got kind of tired of that whole thing. But I still, I, for what he is, you know, he's a good action director. You don't go to see a Michael Bay movie to, you know, challenge your sensibilities or your sense or your, your, your viewpoint on life. You go there to just watch shit get fucked up and explosions. And he's good at that, even though Transformers, the last three especially... <laughs> were way too fucking long and goofy. You know, he still had some cool action scenes in there. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, even the Transformers movies, I don't think that, like... I don't, I don't say any of them are, like, terrible. They're just... I mean, they're not perfect, like, if that's what you want, but they're still... They could still be fun, you know? I think the last one was pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that back. Well, the last one was until that episode of David Razzie where we started re-explaining the movie, and it almost sounded better when we were talking about it, like, later on. I don't know why that was, but, like... (laughs) I felt like I enjoyed the movie much more talking about it than when I watched it. Well, I remember (laughs) hearing just reviews on that one and going to see it and just kind of... Going there, like, I'm going to hope it's good, but even if it's silly, it's just going to be a silly, fun action movie. Maybe there'll be some stupid shit in it, but, you know, I come to expect that with these movies. And it just kept on going and going, and it was just so awkward and so bumbling. Like, everybody in that movie, there's, like, a bumbling scene. It just, everything just kind of bumbles into each other. And then you have, you know, like, the whole part with Bumblebee and and Optimus the end. Like, Optimus, like, Bumblebee. You transform me, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and it's just 
And I was just like, oh, God, this is going on for way too long. At some point, I'm like, this thing, this just end. Just end already. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it was, like, fucking long, too. It was, like, almost four hours. I don't think it was that long. I think it was almost... It, it was, was like, al- three hours. It was three yeah, hours. It was, it, was about, it was about three hours. It, like, it, it wasn't, like... It, it felt... I'll tell you, it felt like it was four hours. <laughs> it was just explosion fucking. <laughs> But boy, you know, you go back to Bad Boys 1 and you watch, like, I love the experimental kind of filmmaking he has in there. Because tactically, I mean, obviously he made a bunch of movies, and, or not movies, but commercials and music videos and all that kind of crap beforehand. But that's technically his first time going, like, balls to the wall, like, making an action movie and so on. And there's just, like, I love just, like, the choices. Because it has that kind of feel. You know, it's like, it seems like when you watch, like, El Mariachi. You, just, you get kind of camera angles that you would never see in a, you know, normal movie. You know what I mean? You get that kind of experimental feel. And Bad Boys has a bunch of that in there that I never really maybe noticed first time around. Or, once again, I forgot. You know, Old Man Orange Podcast. We, we forget these things the older we get. You know, I haven't seen, I remember both, loving both those movies a lot. But I haven't seen either of them probably, like, in ten years. That's how I felt, too. I, I, like, I hadn't seen them in so long, and I was like, you know what? And I kept thinking about it for, like, I mean, like, the last year, I was like, dude, I gotta pull Bad Boys out again. Gotta pull Bad Boys out. And then I just finally, I'm like, you know what? I think it was when I was watching Rambo, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna fucking film on an action movie marathon. Let's watch fucking Bad Boys. Pull that thing out. And I was just like, yep, it's time. It's time to go to town. And then since then, I've actually just been on just, like, an action movie marathon of all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I wish I'd been watching more movies lately. I haven't. I'm getting ready to... I'm going to be gone out of the country pretty soon. So I'm just trying to take care of things, prepare for that. But um, what have I been watching? God, you, I, I, came, I, I came into this... Originally, we had a certain guest planned, and unfortunately, they couldn't make it. Something came up. So I was like, okay, we'll leave them. Like, oh, shit. So this episode's kind of last minute, but... um. God, what have I been watching? I've mostly just been trying to keep up with my comic books. That's mostly what I've been doing. Very few, very few things I've been watching lately. Yeah, I could cut my comic books. I, I, I've kind of went through. I, I went through like Southern Bastards four, which was awesome as always. I finally got around that one, and then started halfway through Rock Candy Mountain. But I feel bad about that. Like my comic books, my comic selection has been very like put on the back burner of back burners. You know, like movies are one of those ones. Like I can mostly always have a little bit of time to watch a movie because I mostly just throw one on right before I go to bed, and you know I'll watch it in part. Sometimes it'll take me two or three or four nights to finish a movie. Oh, I will say there was a movie I did watch that was literally the most American movie possible, but it wasn't made in America. What is that? And I mean by America is the American spirit. And this was a it was a movie from Thailand called Born to Fight. I heard about this movie. Well, it was one of those movies I had sitting in my I probably had sitting for like three, maybe four, eh, maybe not that long. Three, let's say three years, just sitting on my shelf. And I knew I was gonna like it. I'm like, you know what I mean? I heard good things about this movie. I finally sat down, I'm like, I'm throwing this on. Whatever. I'm in a kung fu movie or a mood, kung fu movie. In a mood right now for it. Let's do it. And I throw that movie on, and, you know, at first it just kind of, like, starts off. It's like, you know, police, you know, action, you know. And there's some stunts in there that are like, oh, my gosh, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, dangerous-looking, like, stunts. But it's like, that's what you get in Thailand. That's what, that's, that's what makes Thailand cinema really good. And it comes from the same director as uh, Ong Bak One and The Protector, The Elephant Protector. That makes, reason, that makes reason enough to see it. But what happens is, like... This town, this like little town in Thailand gets taken over. At first, it just has these like these sports players. They're like a rugby guy and soccer guys. And, you know, just they're like donating like all kinds of food and water to this small town on the outskirts of Thailand or whatever. And then, of course, this like military group comes in and takes it over. And there's a big action scene. It's almost like Rambo 4, where it's just like they're just shooting people left and right and kids and women and children. Doesn't make a difference, you know, who it is. 
And they're, 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 he just kind of goes through, and then they kind of got like hostages, and you know they're trying to call the Thailand government. They like we're gonna blow up Bangkok, or you know, or whatever, unless you give us the money. And there's a part where this is where it just starts to go like pure, just feeling like yeah, American spirit, even though it's in Thailand. The Thailand national anthem comes on the radio, and the people are sitting there, and they're just so angry at this military. They stand up and they start singing it like loud and proud, and just so much so where they're like, "You sit down, you sit down." I mean, it's all like you know subtitled and so on. But mm-hmm. and as it keeps going on, then they just literally like as the song finishes with just so much pride, they just run towards the guys and the guns. Just people getting shot down, but they don't care. And then they just like you know fly and knee kicks to the face and everything like that, and just start taking them down and just like fighting the power to bring it back and then as it keeps going on i mean there's like an hour-long action scene of this it just goes like it's just pure chaotic and there's one guy who's a cop who's here like the whole time and he's kind of like hiding out and so and that's our main character who looks like a tony jaw knockoff but he's, he's really badass anyways i'm gonna say if this is a tie movie there's gotta be a lot of elbows and knees to the face oh there's tons of, of them tie. but then it gets to the point where there's like you know, there's, okay there's a bunch of soccer guys and rugby guys there there's the part where guys like <laughs> slow motion action scene where a guy like kicks like a soccer ball and it bounces off a wall and it hits the guy with the gun and knocks him out but for it sounds stupid when you explain it but it looks kind of badass all at the same time <laughs> or another guy like he you know he grabs like a pot and he kind of jump shuffles and flings it across and it hits a guy but it just kind of goes crazy like that and just battle scenes and so on. And then there's a part too where the, the Thailand flag gets broken down because they get shot and it falls. And this guy's like, no! And he starts <laughs> running over and he grabs the flag like seconds before it's about to hit the ground. And he picks it up and he starts waving it like Mel Gibson Patriot style and just starts <laughs> fighting guys off while holding the flag. And I love this. That guy holds the flag the rest of the movies. <laughs> just... <laughs> I'm not dropping it. <laughs> no, God. And there, there was some other stuff in there. I might be I'm kind of forgetting it by now. But I was almost like, dude, what? We, this movie needs like an American remake where it takes place at like a barbecue in Texas. And what happens <laughs> is like drug cartels come in and it just has that same – because this movie's like – I've almost never seen a movie as patriotic as this movie. This movie is like as patriotic as you can – get but just imagine you crank that up with like texas patriotic and it's just like i just i just picture like a lot of these scenes you can almost like replicate you know what i mean like the flag falling to the ground the guy picks it up right beforehand and so on i guess you can get some like mma guys you can get some like football players yeah so yeah some you know maybe wrestlers <laughs> or something like that in there too and just like really like uh, God, there, there was like one other part in there that was just like really like patriotic I'm just i can't remember what it was off the top of my head but um but yeah, just all around badass, just total, total great action, you know. But almost just that, just it was almost just neat in itself just to watch that. It made me laugh and so on. Like they're just, they saw the Patriot, they're like, "That's cute." Yeah, exactly. It's like that's how it feels. It feels like Patriot meets Rambo Four. I want to see this movie now. I've heard about that, and it's one of those ones I actually heard about this on Junk Food Cinema a long time ago. Well, maybe that—that's probably where I heard about it and bought it from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just I I'm just curious to know because you know we're used to seeing like America. Well, not so much more recently, but older movies, '90s and back. You seeing a lot of like America patriotism. Uh huh. There's actually there's even like a little bit after like you know there's that period of 9/11. Little after 9/11, we got a lot of it. Then you know it's kind of weird how quickly in a few years when when people start questioning the war, you saw a lot of patriot a lot of patriotism like slow down. Even movies about fighting in 
Afghanistan or Iraq, there's still this sense of like, what are we doing here? Yeah, they, they don't want to just have that like, come on, let's go in there and show these dirty camel jockeys who, who's boss. <laughs> Merk, Merk, Merk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. One of those kind of things like that. Get the old John Wayne. God, I draw a blank on what that last part was. I wanted to I say it was, it was like just as big of like a moment as like, there was, you know, there was the themes or there was the Thailand like national anthem. Went into the carrying the flag. God, what was it? It's gonna, it's gonna kill me all night not knowing. What, I can't remember what that was, but um, no, totally an awesome movie. One of those just like pure amazing kung fu movies. Just like I would say, definitely a must watch. I would say maybe not not like a classic as much as like Ong Bak or The Elephant Protector is, but close to it. Yeah, um, I actually, I, I just wanted to say. I said I actually did see a movie a little bit ago. Movie, I like this movie a lot, but it just totally got my mind. Oh, yeah, I did see this a little bit ago. Uh, have you seen uh, Blind Spotting at all? No, is this an in theaters movie? It's an in theaters movie. See, yeah. Movie Pass has been so jacked up, it like literally has like destroyed like me seeing movies, sadly, like in the recently. Because you just kind of get to that point where you're so used to like using your Movie Pass card and so on, like that. And then it's like. Now it's like they barely got any movies on there anymore, and you can't really see a whole lot. So it almost like it did the thing where it's like it, since I missed out on a couple of weeks, all of a sudden I started like I haven't been in the movies. The only thing I saw was the puppet movie, the um, Happy Time Murders. Yeah, Happy Time Murders. How was that one? I wanted to see it. It's got funny moments in it, but it really makes me question what Jim Henson's son was like as a boy. Like, what was going on? Like, when they're making, like, you know, like, um, I'm say Dark Star, not Dark Star, uh, Dark Crystal or whatever. Like, I just uh, have a feeling that Jim Henson was like, you know, I can't remember what the guy's name is. Like, Jack, you know, Bobby, whatever the fuck your name is. Where you at? And, like, open the door, and he's probably just in there, like, fucking one of those puppets. You know what I mean? Because this <laughs> movie had more puppet fucking than I've ever thought I'd see in life. I heard that it's one of those things where it had some funny moments, it had good ideas, but it could have been executed better. That's kind of like the overall consensus. I'll, I'll say this. This is how, if it was a Trey Parker, Matt Stone movie, I know we say this many a times, I feel they could have handled it properly. Mm. The fact that that's, a, that's a, for most people, that's a, you're being nice right now. But for most people, it's like, it's a pass. That's you saying, it's good. It's just not amazing, but it's good. Well, it still had some funny stuff in it. Like, you know what I mean? I, I still had some good laughs. But it has just, like, some kind of, like, awkward... It feels almost like a weird fetish movie all at the same time, too. Really? Just because for how much, like, sex jokes are in one movie? Yeah, there, there's a lot of them. There, there's a lot of puppet fucking. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, I know there's movies, like, I never... I didn't know about it until someone mentioned it. Like, well, they said, this movie's fucked up and all, but there's more fucked up movies, like Meet the Feebles. And I looked up what that was, and holy shit, that movie looks fucking disturbing. There's... There's a, uh, cause that's not, this isn't the first time they did fucked up puppets. I mean, you know, they're, um, Team America, World Police, of course. But Peter Jackson, one of his first movies was a fucked up dark horror comedy puppet movie called Meet the Feebles. Mm -hmm. And I just look in the trailer and like, you know, there's a fucking part with a topless fucking hippo and S&M gear and all this kind of, so that one even looks more fucked up than this. So even without even seeing this movie, I was like. Weird fucked up puppets isn't real isn't like as edgy as it once seemed. I mean, I guess as long as it was a good detective story. Well, that that's the thing about it too. It's like it's not that like that stuff makes it kind of like odd. well, it's, it makes it like odd. It's not like it's like oh, this is like risque or dark or something like that. It just kind of felt like it felt kind of like like almost like push, pushed and sort of shoved in kind of like 
just a, like, well, we're going to try to be edgy. It had that mixed line of almost, like, where it felt like it could have been a PG-13 kind of comedy, and then all of a sudden it's, like, throw these hardcore, like, R stuff in there, and then it kind of bounces back and forth, and it's it, it sort of teeter-totters. It's, it's not a bad movie. Once again, it's, like, it's, like, totally, like, middle-of-the-road comedy, like, one of those ones, like, if you watch it, you'll enjoy it. If you don't see it, it's not like you're missing out on, it's not like you're missing, let's say, it's not Team America. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I, I feel like every so often you'll see a movie where there's some weird, there's some like fucked up jokes, and sometimes those fucked up jokes are, it just feels like you're kind of trying. But if you just buckle down and just amplify the fuck out of those jokes, sometimes, not always, but sometimes it comes back around. It's something like Team America World Police. Now, I have not seen the puppet movie or this puppet movie, so I can't say for certain. Uh-huh. But after looking at. After looking at something like just the trailer to meet the Feebles, which looks fucking disturbing, because it even looked kind of creepy in some aspects, that looked like a passion project. And this was a passion project to some extent, this one, because it took them 10 years to make. But the fact that it took them 10 years to make this movie, I think they had to make a lot of compromises. And I think that this is like, well, we wanted it because they showed some of the earlier concept art, and it looked like it had a lot more of a noir kind of feel. And this one almost looks like a. I don't know, looks like a made-for-TV or a Netflix-style movie with just, you know, fucking fucked-up puppets. Well, it's just so weird, because I just always be like, all I could think of is like, I wonder what Jim Henson would think if he was watching this right now, because this would be like, son, all my years of work, and this is what you fucking do, a puppet fuck piece? <laughs> <laughs> what, Dad? He has like a fucking, like, Good, fucking yeah. Miss, he has Miss Piggy attached to his dick. Yeah, he's just like fucking like a David Bowie-like statue in the corner, like... My puppet, my way, Dad. Why is it a David Bowie statue? A labyrinth. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. I was just trying to think of more different things. Well, okay, he's just fucking a Kermit-like face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like going. Oh, like arms flailing. I don't know. It's just like because it's just like it's a little. The, the thing, the, all it, I think, what makes it weird is just knowing that it's Jim Henson's son. And all I started thinking is like, what's this? What's this like confused twelve-year-old boy walking around a puppet shop doing? That's all I wondered. Now, I kind of wonder if that happened when like, he saw like, <laughs> you know what I mean? What you... A confused twelve-year-old boy stuck in a puppet shop. What, like, you know, at some point they're just done filming, like, the labyrinth. Like, okay, guys, let's wrap it up. And, you know, he's, like, peeks around, goes to, like, the boy puppet from the labyrinth. Oh, not labyrinth, um, Dark Crystal. <laughs> goes to the girl one. She's like, oh, where's the Dark Crystal? I don't know. I got a Dark Crystal right here. Really? Oh, oh, oh. She's making a fuck right there. <laughs> oh, I, I, I bet you it did. Cause... Timmy! Timmy! Oh, oh, oh. Coming, Dad! Cause that's how this movie felt. This movie felt like it was that mo. It was it was almost like seeing that, walking into that moment, and and having that like, oh, what are you doing, Timmy? What are you doing, Billy? What the fuck's your name? <laughs> I almost named you Kermit Junior, but the wife wouldn't approve that. You know, it's just like all those. It just seems kind of funny. It's like, okay, we're gonna do another Jim Henson movie at Henson Studios, or because it had like Henson Studio. It wasn't like it was obviously like a new. Jim Henson section of it, but it just feels like, yep, we haven't done one of these in a while. Guess what we're doing? Can I be brutally honest about the Muppets? You, you don't like the one with John Denver in it? I don't even dislike the Muppets. Muppets are, are fine. I like them. But I don't see why so many people are 
just so obsessed with them. And that's not me putting down Jim Henson's work. It's just I see so many people like, I don't know, a little older than us. Like they're trying to like bring Muppets into everything or trying to reboot the Muppets or represent the Muppets for a new generation. I Like it's one of those things that it's like – I mean, I'm wrong. A Christmas go-to for me is Muppets Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. and I still, you know, enjoy the ones we grew up with in the '90s, and even ones dating further back than that. But I really just don't get why they've kind of stuck around as long as they have. And like, I don't know, because a lot of their stuff, they're kind of very SNL-ish to the extent of their jokes were for there at the moments, and you know what I mean? Because they mm-hmm. they spoken a lot of current stuff, current event type of stuff, like what, like back in the eighties when they first came out. Yeah, off the, yeah, definitely off the original show. It pretty much was like SNL of puppets. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with you there too. It's like one's one's like I, I love Muppets. Don't get me wrong. You know, Muppet Treasure Island. That's a great movie. That's fantastic. You know, it, the Labyrinth to me is the one kind of big. I know it's not like a Muppet movie, but like let's just say Jim Henson. It's like the Labyrinth to me. That's kind of the big movie of his, and then also Ninja Turtles because you know he made the puppets for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are those. those that's his studio. I just mean the Muppets. I mean Hermits. Yeah. I mean Miss Piggy. I mean you know Fonzie. It's just one of those things that I don't understand. I mean, shit. I mean, I guess you have people saying, like, well, I don't understand why you like a guy dressed like a bat, and that's been going on for 80 years. Well, he punches so, people in the fucking face. The case punches, solved. <laughs> like, I've been, try- I've been thinking about that kind of thing. It comes and- back to the primalness of life. <laughs> no. Oh, I think it's one of the, I think it's a couple of things why certain things with me stick out. Like, I think the reason why I can like something is child-friendly and it's kitty is Mario Brothers or Sonic, is because it's a video game. And those are actually fun. Mm -hmm. You can go back and you can pick up that old video game, whether it be old or new, you can go back and play it. So even though it's kiddie, and it kind of takes you back, it's still a fun game. Where I guess something like Muppets, they were good when they came out, but I guess that transition to now, you get what I'm saying? Well, and sometimes this is how I sort of feel. There's certain things in life that I don't think necessarily, like, have to be brought back. You know what I mean? Because, you know, people are always like, oh, you got to bring it back, got to bring it back. And sometimes it's like, you know, maybe maybe it's just good, like, as is. You know, because you can always go back and watch it. It's never going to go away. You know what I mean? It's always going to be there. You know, as long as you believe in it, it will stay in your heart. Like, that kind of thing, you know? And sometimes I don't think everything needs to be new. You know, something like Batman. Batman can, like, he, like, can be definitive the whole way through. You know, there's always a crisis. He's a relatable character, you know. It doesn't matter what year it is. He kind of is. And some things I just feel like are time period pieces, and that's kind of fine. You know what I mean? Because it's almost Mm -hmm. like... You know, you, like, other things, too. It's like, you could bring another Wayne's World back. And, I, you know, it would probably be funny if you made a Wayne's World 3 and they're old and so on like that. But it might not capture that same magic, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's just one of those ones. I mean, like, granted, I'm, I'm one of those people who generally likes like sequels. Like, I feel like might as well, if I'm going to get a sequel to something, like, might as well just make it, the you know, a sequel to the original series and just have them be as old as they are and whatever, you know? But I feel that works a little bit better, like, maybe in action movies and so on like that. Comedy, sometimes it's like, it's almost like a different time, you know? If you made Encino Man 2, that would, I don't know what that would be. I'd say do it just to see what happens. Well, I, I actually want it. That, I take that back. I want to see that because that sounds like that's the Darren Aronofsky-like sequel. Yeah. Just the gritty, hard drama of just like, he never, like, the, the made-for-TV movie never happened. Fuck that. I never even saw that, that thing. It's like, he's like, he never learned to talk. 
He's still living in my house, <laughs> throwing shit at people. He chases off the mailman. We got a restraining order. And then Polly Shore's like, we gotta keep him, man. He's family. You don't throw away family. <laughs> Fuck you! You ruined my life! He's like, you ruined your own life. You can never ask the girl to dance. You had to get a caveman we found in your backyard and defrosted in order to get the nerve to do the right thing. Everything was handed to you, Sean Austin. You never did anything. Just like knife some. And they're just like in Sean Astin's house, and it's just like so run down and just decrepit by this point. You don't really know what happened to the parents. There's like light. He earned it in the will. Like he, he like maybe killed his parents. <laughs> the house was passed on to him. Yeah, exactly. Who knows what happened to the sister? He went all he went all Thomas Elliot on him. He like cut the brakes, knowing he get the will. Exactly. And then the dad, the dad survived, and or and he's all like, you know, he's in the hospital bed, like just grabs the IV, just pinches the IV, like, no, son, no. Like, I'm sorry, dad. But me, Polly Shore, <laughs> and the caveman, we need a fresh start. <laughs> and just of the, all the wealth that their parents had, just goes like this is like maybe like two years. After the first one, he hasn't gone to college yet. He's been like waiting. Oh, I, I thought this was like a sequel, like twenty years in the future. No, no, th- no. This happened. Oh, okay. This happened like two years ago after the after the movie. But then we jumped in now and realized they've just more or less been squatting at his parents' house in his name. They used up all the money. They're almost just like kind of like rummaging through people's trash, <laughs> looking for food or used needles, whatever they can find. <laughs> it's Cino Man too. I'd watch that. I know. I'm, I'm down for that kind of stuff. See, there's certain things like that. It's just like, that's just an original idea all in itself. But for the most part, it's like, you know, there's certain things that, no, I don't know. It's just like, here, here's another example. I never watched it, but there's that Three Stooges movie that came out. And granted, I don't, I don't want to, I mean, it's the Farley brothers. They probably like Three Stooges more than like anybody else at the end of the day. But that's almost another example where it's like, is it necessary? You know what I mean? Like, the Three Stooges will always be classic. You know what I mean? You can always go back and watch the Three Stooges. They're always going to be pure hilarious. They'll be timeless, in a sense. Maybe that's, that's how I felt. And it's not even like, I said. I just said, fuck that. And I don't even have anything really against that movie or the Farley Brothers. No, because the Farley Brothers, they mostly never fail in movies. So it's almost like those ones, like, i just never seen it. But, like, it just felt like one of those weird, like, is it, do we need this? I'm not Maybe it's great. Maybe it's a great movie. I don't want to be saying anything, but. Maybe it is, but it's like when you hear they, they're like, we're going to bring the monsters back to television, but it's going to be a dark, creepy retelling of it. And it's going to be about, you know, a weird, creepy family that lives down the street and it's an intense drama. It's like, really? <laughs> the fucking monsters? The fucking monsters. The werewolf yeah. boy, the fucking... I'm, I'm Herman. Get the mixed, Herman, fucking the, the bride of Frankenstein looking bitch. I, I can't even, you know, I, I kind of, I, it's like, it seems like the other Adams family, even other Adams family doesn't seem like something, I mean, apparently they're making another Adams family, whether it be television or movies, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm really surprised they never made a Munsters movie in the 90s when they did those Adams family ones. This, this goes back around to, uh, what the heck were we talking about in the beginning? It was like those, oh, like George of the Jungle, when they were just started making kind of like that generation's like TV shows. <laughs> well, they actually. It's kind of funny. Um, I was, I don't remember how I came across it, but I think it was because, you know, there's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out pretty soon. Not, well, I guess fairly soon. But, what's that? 
<coughs> Fuck. Just, right, a, anyway. just that San Francisco breeze is getting you. Must be. Or I think I just got like a, not to give too much information, I think I have like a, a nose hair bent up in a weird way, so it's just, you know, <laughs> never ending. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking back. I'm going to tickle you later on. Don't say that in that voice ever again, please. <laughs> anyway, um, there was a, <laughs> there was a, um, <laughs> Right now they're making that song, the Hedgehog movie, and I saw an article. I think it was maybe Kotaku. They said that at one point in time, back in the '90s, they actually they kind of kept it really like it was still in like the the pitching planning phase, but they were trying to make a song, the Hedgehog movie in the '90s, and it was called Sonic and the Wonders of the World. So let me give you the... I read I read the pitch, and this is what I got. They said they never had a full-on script. They just had a pitch, and it ended pretty quickly. And it seems like there's a lot of excess there. Like, first off, it seems like, oh, the movie never happened, so I hope they do the really stupid, shitty, crass thing of just crowbarring the name in there to something that has barely anything to do with it. But then they kind of go off and just goes into, like, you know, kind of a weird direction of what it probably would have been at the time. But it starts off with this kid who is doing a report for school about a guy who... A guy who was named Sonic. And this, this, this is going to seem like, really, they did that? But it just seems like very unnecessary setup. A guy named Sonic who was trying to break, like, you know, the sound barrier by do it, by using experimental jets and experimental race cars, and the guy died in an explosion and this and that. And just this history lesson on this guy. And he was trying, and his dad worked at some kind of tech company. And he was trying to, I don't remember what, but trying to find some kind of data on it. And what he did is, using a Sega Saturn... <laughs> He hooked up the Sega Saturn to this thing to try and get data on this guy and all that. And what ends up happening is Sonic comes out of the Sega Saturn. Like, whoa! I'm Sonic the Hedgehog! I'm your best friend! Like, oh, Sonic, you're real! Yeah, you fucking bet I'm real! (laughs) And he just goes off like... He's like, well, we gotta, you got he can't go out in the, out in the real world. It's, it's dangerous out there. Whatever, I'm gonna do what the fuck I want! You know, just goes running into the town. Just running. Out of the fucking way! Just knocking shit over. But he realizes, you know, whenever he hits or jumps and lands on something, he actually hurts himself. It's kind of like Last Action Hero. Like, he actually, oh, wow, I can actually hurt myself here. The fuck's wrong this world? It's fucking stupid. Where's the fucking and chili they, dog stand? Slog, I didn't know you swore that much. Yeah, well, that's because I didn't have a voice processor in the game, you fuck. <laughs> Give me a fucking chili dog. Now, what if this comes like just some weird, edgy horror film where Sonic just holds the whole house hostage? <laughs> like someone's running the door, and cuts him off. Like, where the fuck you going? <laughs> you ain't going Can't nowhere. Fucking chili. Until you make me a goddamn fucking chili dog. The oh. dog's barking. Bah! Shut that fucking dog up! Shut that fucking dog up! What about you? Like, does a spin dash just like splats the dog? <laughs> no one's leaving the fucking house till I get a fucking chili dog. He's like, just like if you gave a a shitty like sixteen year old like the power of like supersonic speed. Yeah, and having like a blade the way he charged up and everything. Yeah. So, anyway, from there, what's happening? Shit. So what ends up happening there is he kind of goes out and you realize along with the portal, Robotnik came through too. 
and he's been trying to track down Sonic. I think in real, I think they're actually trying to find the Chaos Emeralds. Like Chaos Emeralds are actually in our world or something like that. And um, what ends up happening is I want to say Sonic's trying to get back to his world, and Robotnik decides to build up a theme park, and all the kids go there. It's free; all the kids can go in. And this is where I think they're like, oh, that, this got a little dark for a minute. It's also kind of like um, Temple the Doomish. All the kids can go in. When every kid that gets go, goes in, they get scanned, they get kidnapped, and they're replaced by an obedient robot clone. <laughs> That's kind of so cool. So the, the kids are down there in like this little like mine facility digging for the Chaos Emerald or wherever. And with Sonic and the other kid go there like, we gotta fucking stop them! You know, so they go there and they... Try to stop him, and I guess they probably do. I'm assuming they stop him. Yeah. And then Sonic goes back to his world, and we never see Tails or Knuckles. He just goes back, and that was the movie, and they were planning to make more. And they said they liked the idea, but it just never took off or, you know, whatever. I kind of want to see that movie. I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like that would have been cool in that, like, old-school 90s way. That would have been in that... It may... Casper kind of... Yeah! Yeah! You know what I mean? Like, it sounds kind of goofy, but, like, at the same time, like, you know, somebody thought kind of on that one on how to bring that out. And I was like, uh, you know, th- I don't, maybe this day and age, it's just like, I'm kind of down for, like, you know, th- those kind of ideas. It's like, yeah, it's not the Sonic that maybe you, you think you want and so on, but, hell, if that's the Sonic we're going to get, I'll take it. I- I'm interested. That sounds weird enough. Mm-hmm. But. Sorry, I just had a, I just had a, uh, sorry, I just got a weird email regarding she's like, like what are you talking about my movie bro where's my fucking chili dog done again just like a meme of sonic like waving his finger like very sinisterly i didn't say you could fucking go out you know why you're sneezing right you got some blue dust in your nose don't you you haven't got the antidote yet you're not fast enough to catch it gotta go fast gotta go faster 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 Kill, 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 kill! Sonic is a serial killer. Sonic's eating chili dog. Sonic's gonna kill you. Sonic's super awesome. Fuck you if you don't like my song. That'd be scary if just was a serial killer moving at the speed of light. Well, that's what I mean. Sonic would be a horrible super villain. God, you know what I mean? Because Dr. Robotnik could almost be like... You know what I think about it? He's like, oh, what was he? He's a mad genius who's so fat that he's gonna fly around in his own cart. <laughs> I was like, oh. Well, I guess that's the... I guess that's the um... That's the uh, equivalent to, like, you know, a rascal. It hovers. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, think about it it was the other way around. It was just like, oh, Dr. Robotnik, he's just this very obese man, and he's trying to stop this fast hedgehog from holding people hostage and killing them until they bring him chili dogs. (laughs) What will Dr. Eggman do? Tails is like... He only keeps the meat. He only saves me and the animal critters because he knows I know how to cook chili dogs. The animal critters, he says, he gathers them and throws them into a meat grinder. Why do you think he's so intent in fighting them? Robotnik's putting them in these metal suits to defend themselves from Sonic. <laughs> exactly. He's trying, he's trying to save himself, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get out of here, but I, sometimes it's that kind of thing. It's best to be with the guy. You know, be friends with the serial killer instead of being on, you know, his enemy. That, that's how I've kind of chose is being Tails. And well, and then Knuckles is there too, but he uses him as like you know the muscle, you know the guard to door and so on. And he also likes it when he he's beatboxing and rapping for him. And then they start dancing. They say that I can't come in and dance that I'm not cool enough. Sonic also says I'm too white to dance with him, but 
I don't know what that means because he always felt wired to me. You don't tell him that, but. I don't want to get my throat slit. You know, I wanted to ask you, Suzuki, if I could have a rap song when I entered on the game, but they said no. And then there was a pause in the room, and then they left, and then the lights went out. <laughs> they locked me in. Over, I, I, they locked me in there. That was the whole weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't go out, or the alarm would go off. So, uh, yeah, I never got the rap track. <laughs> Knuckles did apparently. Just saying. I'm tails. I mean, I know he's, he's best friend. I know he's got dreadlocks and all, but you know, still. <laughs> You could dream. You could dream about flying high, just flying away out of here. But when you can only fly for five seconds before you get out of breath, you know it's. It's like my dad always said: you can look up at the sky, but don't reach. You'll fuck up your back. Yeah, you know, and especially when you know you got your friend Sonic who just eats a bunch of chili dogs and expects you to carry him up a skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> he can run it off, but he wants to watch you suffer. But he, and the thing is, the thing is, he like he can he he can slow down enough for me to catch up, but he's always or he can just speed off and leave me in the dust and never see me again. But he 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 slows down just enough, just so I can get my hope, just so I can almost catch up to him, and then just takes off again. <laughs> it never ends. It, it, it's an and endless he, cycle, you know. And of course, the camera doesn't stay on tails because. <laughs> No, no, nobody cares. God forbid, God forbid, Tails getting the attention. Yeah, God like forbid that. they call the game Tails and Sonic. And the other thing is, it also has. You ever seen a? You ever seen Transporter Three? <laughs> <laughs> if I if I get too far away from him, I explode. He rigged it in my sleep. Yeah, he eventually he originally um said he was designed for some someone else, but then he then he chloroformed me, <laughs> fucking stitched it to the side of my neck. Uh, real is, is Tails' me. name ever mentioned in any of the Sonic games, like titles? Tails, Miles Prower? No, but like mentioned, like it's, it's always Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog two, Sonic the Hedgehog three, Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> and Sonic Chaos was called Sonic and Tails in Japan, and then which one was Sonic Chaos for the Game, game Gear, Gear one? Was originally, it was originally called Sonic uh, and Tails in. Japan. And I think and there then, is one there's another one in game on the Game Gear 2 that has the Tails name in it too. Now that you Well, there's a Tails there's the Tails game. Yeah, just straight up Tails of, game. He doesn't move fast. He uses gadgets. He walks around. He's like on his little Tails island on a little adventure then these evil bird people come in start attacking like you can't really fly flying's for those that in the sky. They will have wings, not two tails. You know, <laughs> so he has to fight them off. Yeah, there's that one. Uh, forgot about that. But out of the main series, I guess. Yeah, it's like Tails just gets the fucking shaft. Knuckles gets way... Hell, Shadow's got his own game. Doesn't Silver even have his name in some of those? I don't think he, I don't think uh, Silver has his name. You okay, have maybe not. Sonic, you have Shadow, Sonic and Knuckles. I don't know. You might get something else. It'd be really bad if, like, Knack the Weasel or some shit. <laughs> like, Knack's Treasure Hunt or some bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Or like Big the Cats, like fish, Big the Cats, fish and adventure. He does, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, on the phone, that's right. Yeah. Big the Cats. There's one year, there's one year like, we got some big announcements for Sonic the Hedgehog. 25th like, anniversary. They're just like, hey, so we got some 25th anniversary merchandise, a soundtrack, and oh, don't you worry, we got a trailer. <gasps> for what? Big the Cat? Like, go fuck yourself. Next year, like, 
we're sorry. Here's Sonic Mania. Here's Sonic Forces. Uh, a little bit of stuff about the movie, the comics. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, did Sega think that was a funny joke or something? Because that's <laughs> ain't nobody excited about fucking Big the Cat the game. I guarantee. Well, apparently there's two or three of them, so I guarantee you there are. Yeah. But um, well, in J- Japan, they, they love their fishing. Boy, I tell you what. Maybe he's big in Japan, but well, I know that in in America, Sonic's not even. Well, in Japan, Sonic's not even that popular. He's almost more of a character made for America to consume. Kind of like how Donkey Kong, like with Shigeru Miyamoto, was like, "It's made for fucking retarded Americans. They're a bunch of fucking <laughs> stupid people. It took a bunch of British fucking blokes to make." Okay, Shigeru, you can calm down now. No, fuck it. It's a stupid game for retards. There, I said it. Oh, jeez, he's just going at it now, Shigeru. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, that's what a fucking American is. That's why we gave him Mario too. <laughs> fuck him. I just and, like, and, and, I it's like a... it's in all Japanese, and this is the guy translating it. <laughs> But nobody still has that very calm demeanor. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. But does not look angry at all. But that's why I always think it's funny. Is that's what that's how Shigeru Miyamoto looked at Donkey Kong Country. It's like I like how he said it was for stupid Americans. That's made by like English people. What's that supposed to mean? He didn't actually say it was made made for stupid Americans. He said something to the effect of like, well, it was it was, more, it was better will, worded than that. Let me see. It was like more or less Americans will buy anything, good or bad, as long as it has good graphics. Something to that effect. Yeah. Which is still, yeah. The, the punchline. <laughs> stupid stupid Americans. Americans. At the end of the day, that that's what he was poking at. He, as I said, he worded it better, but I like to hear it like in the more like, like exactly like how it was like defined for layman's terms. It's like, fuck you. You're going to play whatever we give you. No, I won't. He just throws like a Super Nintendo in front of you with a, with a cartridge. Aren't you, what? You don't want to take the free shit? Well, I guess I do. So I thought you stupid fuck. It's <laughs> just very confrontational. It's like you're not gonna take a free, you're not gonna take a free fucking video game given to you by the creator of Mario himself. Well, I, I guess I am. You don't gotta be so fucking mean. I could be whatever the fuck I want. I'm Shigeru Mia fucking Moto, bitch. Exactly. It's like he's like it's like oh, I went over there. Yeah, and I slapped some English people around. I told them make a fucking Donkey Kong game. Told those fucking British blokes what's up. You don't gotta call them blokes just because they're British. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I do. Fuck yeah, I'm in their country. I'm gonna give speak their slang. <laughs> I get. I need to speak the the words of the people. <laughs> uh, oh, but um, <laughs> I would always go with the with the poor rare in Donkey Kong Country, but nah, it just takes you places. Uh. I was going to say, we probably got to wrap it up here soon, but uh, I actually just wanted to say this. Probably won't go on onto it too long, because we were talking movies we saw recently. I just want to say, see Blind Spotting when you can. Really, really good movie. It um, It's essentially about like this dude who's on parole, and he's just like three days till he's done with parole. They, they, it's actually shot in Oak in like West Oakland. Has this whole like sense of like Oakland pride and all that. That's cool. And it kind of covers. It covers like all this gentrification. It's like one. Of the, it's interesting to see a movie where it's not too far away from where you live. Like I was watching this movie, I'm like, oh wow, that is just like two blocks away from my girlfriend's house right there. And um, it was so interesting watching a movie talking about all the hipster and all the tech shit going on here, which you never see movies cover, but just talking about like you know. These guys live in Oakland, seeing things change around them, getting all gentrified at the same time, being kind of, like, judged for, like, living there their whole lives. One dude is black. He's the uh, main character, and he's the uh, he's coming off parole. 
the other dude is like more of the it's a comedy actually it's a drama but it's actually legitimately really funny it seems kind of like a, to some extent it seems kind of like a spike lee movie if he was in the west coast mm-hmm. with a little bit of kevin smith in there because it was a day in the life thing like some of the it's actually a legitimately really funny movie there's this part there's a line in the movie he's just like sh-, like he's, they're talking about someone getting arrested he says shit i didn't know hipsters are so flammable <laughs> Now, is this like a major motion picture? Because I just never heard about this movie or saw a trailer for it. It's not a major motion picture. It's more like that mid-range kind of point. That, that's a, it like, sounds like it's probably at select theaters. It kind of is. I think it's been... I mean, it came out a while ago. I think it's reason why it's here still. It's because, you know, it's yeah. Bay Area. So I think that's why. And the guy who made it's fr- apparently... Fr- the two guys, the two act stars of the movie... Uh, Raphael Castle and David Diggs, they're both the two main characters. So it's kind of like also Goodwill Hunting on that aspect where they wrote it together and starred in it together. Oh, that's kind of cool. That sounds like yeah. a good one to check out at some point. Yeah, because I say I don't think that's shown up the theaters anywhere near me, but. It also kind of covers a lot of things like, you know, just kind of like, you know, violence, the, you know, cops and violence and like, you know, in like inner city and all that kind of stuff. And there's a part where. It actually, I'll be honest, because this movie is really fucking funny, but the scenes where it gets dramatic, I can't remember the last time I was like this tense in a movie. Like, oh fuck, don't do it's that. It's got like an Bruges feel. Kind of like an Bruges kind of feel. Like, it, well, I'm going to say this, it has a happier end than Bruges, but it's one of those things where you're watching the movie and there's some of those moments like, oh fuck, don't do that, don't do that. And you're just so fucking tense because it's one of those, plus it gets across that this dude has three days Till he's done with probation and that his friend is just a loose cannon and you never know what he's going to do. So one of those kind of things. Huh. Interesting. I'll check that one out. I'll look for it online if it's not in theaters anymore. I think that one might be on MoviePass. Yeah, MoviePass only has like two movies now at a time in like the fucking entire California. So uh, yeah. it's fucking tough. That, that That's what makes it difficult. It's like, Man, look up! It's like shit. Are you kidding me? Like in the entire Central California, there's like two movies I can watch. Yeah. It's like what? The, yeah. And they're never like the movies you really want to watch. That's that's the worst part about it. It's always kind of like you chose these movies. Like, come on, come on. Well, when you can see this, check it out. It's probably one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. Huh? I'll, I'll have to check that out then, because yeah, I've been kind of like you get so spoiled at going to the movie theater, and then all of a sudden it's just ripped from you like a fucking infant child that had superpowers like Sonic the Hedgehog, and now you just don't know what to do. I just, I know, I know you, when you went into the theater with the movie pass, I bet you just had, damn, it feels good to be a gangster playing in your head. Well, shit, just I felt like I was double dipping slow because, motion. because I had just like the motion, Regal card and I had over. the Galaxy card, so like, you, you, you swipe your movie pass, you know, and I feel like I was like an ex-member anyways, because like I had it, set, or like an original member, because I had movie pass when it was $35 a month, and that was still a hell of a deal. So I was like, like going in there, you know, getting the regal points, just like, yeah, I can get whatever I want, you know, go to like Galaxy, scan those points too, like just like all kinds of free stuff. Just walking in, like, like your seats right over here, sir. It's like just, it's like it's all like extra cushioned, has your name on it. Exactly, and then it's just like we knew you'd be here, sir. Then movie pass, I kept telling them, I was like, dude, just raise that price, but they're just so afraid not to raise their price. I think really what's going to happen is somebody else is going to jump in right now and be like, well, you know, we're fifteen bucks, or we're even if they go like, hey, we're nineteen ninety nine, but you can see anything you want. Bloop, everybody will jump ship instantly just because of that. 
Yeah, it's stupid. It's like I think it's because MoviePass is trying to compete with Netflix. I'm like, why are you competing with Netflix? That's not your that's not your competition at all. <laughs> well, I think another thing that aside from just their business model, which they're losing so much money, I think Gotti really brought them down because they helped produce that movie. They put a lot of money into that, and that movie did fucking horribly. So yeah, I yeah I I don't think it was. I think it's not necessarily MoviePass themselves. I mean, granted, it probably is like. Uh, from the you know the theaters and the movie studios probably had kind of like a whoa 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 wait a second you know I- well just the idea of like someone paying like thirty bucks for unlimited movies nine ninety nine okay now nine ninety nine for unlimited and then paying just paying that once a month and then going and knowing movie passes paying that they're probably bleeding a lot of money. Well, cause so. yeah. Cause like, I mean, people like me went and saw like six or plus movies a month. You know what I mean? And it, here's the thing. It costs twelve fifty to go see a movie. Nine ninety nine. You see one movie, you beyond paid for it. You know? Yeah. And that's why I said mm-hmm. like when it was 35 bucks, it was still worth it. Cause it's like, I just, you know, if I went and saw five movies in a month, I, all I had to see is three movies and I paid for it. So the rest were all free from there. But yeah, it's just such a bummer for them to kind of screw that up. And then now they're too... Because this is the downfall. Is you always want to watch when you undercut your prices because it's easy to go down. It's really tough to go back up. Because once you go... I mean, you look at Netflix. Netflix kind of has that problem. They raise their price like a dollar and people like fucking flip out like they've never seen money go up before. And it's like, you stupid fucks. You want to get paid more for your minimum wage and you can't expect to pay more for everything else. That's how it works. Don't you fucking get it? You know, and it's just like that stuff's so dumb. So it makes it really tough for a company to raise a price when they need to raise a price. Yeah, yeah. People just don't get that. They think they're just getting, you know, a new pro- new minimum wage, and that's that. Everything's going to else remain the same. It's, price. That's the stupidest fucking thing ever is raising the minimum. I think I really think they should drop back down to like ninety nine cents, and all the other prices will come down with it. Let's just do that. Make, make, make it. I'm not in the right state of mind to talk about. <laughs> to talk about uh economics right now it's affecting my it's already pass, one of those it. things it's already one of those things i gotta look into before i talk about it because i really don't know jack shit like well, i know this this and this let me look that well up. you uh, right. just perfect example it's like you the movies are a perfect example of like a movie ticket has pretty much always stayed about give or take the minimum wage price or at least i'll say a matinee price has always been about minimum wage whatever minimum wage is that's mostly a matinee price so, you know, think about it. Like, when minimum wage is only like five bucks, movie tickets were only like five bucks. You know? As they. Now, an average ticket goes from like 12 to like 15. And that's like at nighttime. I, I would say matinee. At nighttime, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit higher. But, um, but yeah, that's the thing, though. It's like, and it's, people just want fucking to raise that minimum wage. They're just going to raise our movie tickets, goddammit. <laughs> You're just like one of those things, like, I'm running for, I'm running for Congress. Why? I want to bring movie pass back. Keep your movie tickets down, you know, give give freedom, goddammit. Who who likes going you know, to movies? Uh, who wants free movies? Just like start like shuffling out some movie tickets into the audience. Who wants free everything popcorn? else you're doing Everything else you're doing is just like turning the entire state into a ghetto. You go to any movie theater though, it is nice and pristine. You know what? I had an idea. I've had this my entire life since I was a little kid. Imagine when you walk into a movie theater, it's like walking into a seven eleven. You have that much selection. You know, because has it ever bothered you before that you go into a movie theater and all they have to offer you is popcorn, a hot dog, and a soda? You don't fucking want that. Where's the other shit? You know what I mean? Oh, at my movie theater, we got a 7-Eleven hooked up to the front. You get Gatorades. You can get yourself a monster. You get yourself a bang because it's fucking awesome. You get yourself candy bars, chips. Well, you name it, it's there. You get fucking pizza. It doesn't matter what the fuck it is. It's a 7-Eleven in front of a fucking movie st- you know, theater. Like, figure it fucking out. 
Movie Pass. Check this out. Check this out. It's not five dollars more either than like what it is marked up in a movie theater. No, it's like a regular yeah, fucking Seven Eleven. Just like a regular Seven Eleven. That that Starburst right there, buck twenty five. That's all it is. <laughs> come on in. Come on in now. <laughs> You have like a barbershop quartet hat and a fucking cane. Right in, folks. Right, right in. in. And look, free tickets right here. Gods, just throw them in the gods. air. It'd be like, oh, do those cost money? No, they're free because you pay to come into the movie theater. Come on in, boy. Have a trading card. <laughs> One more on me. Ha ha. Just like a band's in the car. Like, I was playing the president. Boys. Well, he's, I think he's trying to run for president after this. This is his like stage. I'll say this before we go. I just want to get this part across. I don't care what people say of the implications of what this could or should be. If somebody said, you know what? I know there's a lot of violence going on in the world right now. A lot of cops shooting unarmed dudes and all that. And that's fucked up. But we we're, we're, we're suggesting guards with tasers in every movie theater. Dude, no. To shut people up. To shut people up. Oh, they're yeah. Talking, Fuck, yeah. You get one warning. One warning. Like, excuse me, sir. Please stop talking during the fucking movie. They go back to the corner. Someone talking. Taser that fucker. Taser him. I don't give a shit. And then people who pull out their cell phones to film it. Taser, taser them too. Their taser, their cell phones shouldn't be on the fucking theater. Take them outside. Fucking beat the shit out of them in the back alley. Take their cell phone. Throw it in a bucket of water. And tell them don't you fucking come back until you learn how to get some fucking manners. I want some old I'm... school justice happening here. Like we're in the old west. And if those people, you know... You're pro- you're, you have movie probation, and if you don't get movie probation, you get a special theater designed for those people. What those people are, what they get, they walk into a theater. First off, when you walk into it, just so they know where they're at, it's caged around. There's barbed wire on the fence. All right, but you can still look up and see the theater. But you see, the seats are not like at an angle, so it's like you're all sitting there facing the screen. They're all uncomfortable fold-out chairs. <laughs> so you sit there in the middle of this thing. You look up. There's no option. other option. You, you have look to look up. up. Like you're playing N64 at a Walmart in the 90s. Exactly. Perfect analogy. <laughs> and not only that, these are the same type of people that bring their fucking kids. So we also could have some toys on the fucking hard cement ground for the kids to play with while you guys want to watch your fucking movie. You know... I've always thought about this, too. I would pay a premium price to have a movie theater where I knew that it was well taken care of. Children weren't allowed. If people talked, they got their asses whooped. Maybe maybe they paused the movie, whooped the guy's ass right in front of us all so we could cheer, and then drug him out and went back to the movie. But I would pay extra to have a premium movie place that I don't have to deal with all those other schmucks showing up and ruining our good times. Yeah. You know what? Those people who just make a big deal, like, so like, because you're like, oh, well, you're just gonna, you're, you're inciting challenge. People are gonna start doing that just to fucking start some shit with the guard. What if you get, like, the fucking Rock doing that or whatever? Well, first off, the Rock wouldn't do that because the Rock's a good person. He's got fucking respect, goddammit. Yeah, a man with that much discipline is not gonna talk during the fucking movie. But what you do is, I guess you could even get, like, you know, like, fucking attack guard German Shepherds. You know, something like that, you know, like you get those ones that are just like trained by the fucking military. I would pay for the government to step in. That's like one of the few things I want the government to step in and just be like very assertive about what you can and cannot do in the movie theater. I know. Make that, you know, send someone to jail for talking during the movies. You know what? That's fine. 
Exactly. That's probably where they belong anyways. They're probably not good people in the first place. I'm just saying this right now. Anything else? I mean, you know, that's the one thing. We're like, no, no. Give tasers, give batons to guards in the movie theater. I'm all for that. Yep, exactly. You know what I mean? And, and let excessive violence happen because it's a movie theater. It's okay. They broke the law, goddammit. They got what they deserve. Yeah, like you said, if it does happen, well, shit, we got a new show now. Pause the movie. <laughs> yeah, pause What's the this? movie. Just let them go at it, too. Just let them go to town with those batons. Oh, okay, you can, you can make them out of nerf so they don't hurt as much. No. No. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like the real baton more. I, I know that... It's called metal. We've got to make it metal. You know what I mean? Just swinging at it, you know? Because, you know what? There's something to be said. You're like... So violence shouldn't be necessary, but when it comes down to it, some people need a fucking lesson. You know what I mean? And there's only one way you're going to teach them because they're just they're just those kind of people out there. They're not going to learn from being told. You know, they could you know, you could put a sign up. A sign sounds nice, but you got to remember that most people are fucking retarded and they're not going to read a sign as they walk past it. That's just human nature. So, for those, you know, exceptional people, you know, at one point in time, they, you know, they used to tie people to, like, a stake and burn it. But, you know, we, we don't need to go that far anymore. We're, we're past that point. We're civilized now. We'll take them out back, kick them in the balls, <laughs> beat them up a couple bit, you know, destroy their cell phone in front of them, teach them that. Once they, as they break their cell phone in front of them, they just go, <laughs> <laughs> start pounding like an ape as we cheer on. And then at the end, you know, we can put our thumbs up or down like we're in <laughs> Gladiator. <laughs> In the pit! In the pit! You know, this is probably like, you know, like 70 years ago when airplanes started to get popular to fly in. You know that this probably went down right off the bat. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to put me in the same place with these animals that are just talking and, you know, oh, I want, I need, you know, I need a first class. I want somewhere where I'm protected. I'm guarded. I don't have to listen to this. There's no fucking screaming children. It's like, that, that's all I also want. Can we get first class, like, movie theater? I know that sounds like Richie Rich things, but what I, all I'm asking for is obviously some people just can't handle it. I want to be in an environment where people can handle it. I'll pay extra for this guard if that's the case. If that's all we need, I'll tip. You're supposed to tip your guard on the way out, too. Keep that in mind. Regarding rich people with kids that go sit in first class and let their kids be in coach, <laughs> one of the reasons why you know that, like, the family and uh whatchamacallit and home alone aren't good is because they got all their kids back there just running amok <laughs> and then what four parents up front in first class being like hmm oh the steak seems a little rare i don't know <laughs> that's the one thing that always kind of bought me about home alone is home alone like i felt like i did not relate to anybody in that movie that movie was like one of the ones like whoa 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 these people are way too rich and way too like out there to like know what's going on in the real life you know what i understand why these wet bandits are doing this thing because they have to live in the chicago area where they can't make a living you know what i mean so this is what they had to resort to i get it we don't see the hard gritty like like independent movie about the wet bandits about their abusive fathers they're like coke they're like uh crack whore mothers you never amount to anything you're a fucking loser that's all you'll ever be a blonde kid will ruin your day in the future don't you ever fucking forget these words but ma ma you're dying i don't want these to be your last words they're my last fucking words fuck i hate you you're the worst fucking son ever I can't believe disappointments. You're just the biggest disappointment. You're the biggest disappointment I've seen since Jaws three. I hope a blonde Darian child ruins your fucking life. 
Twice, and to be exact. And then he'll live off that money he makes from those two fucking movies till the end of time and never have to really do anything else except for the things he wants to do. And you'll just sit back and wonder whatever happened to your life. That's how it's gonna be. Where will be your good fellas then to back you up? <laughs> that was the last time I ever spoke to Ma. <laughs> Oh, Home Alone! What a, what a what a goofy movie! But um, make sure to come out and check out OldManOrange dot com for more comics like Pizza Boys. That's Pizza Boys with a Z. Animations like Spunkles the Rabbit. More podcast fun times, videos, and whatever the hell else we got up on there. Come on by Old Man Orange. Also got the blog going too. You can read some fun stuff there. But till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes, and I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic. Thanks again, and we're out of here.